What's up, guys? It's Shelby, the host of Lash Boss Radio, where I interview lash bosses from all around the world to get to know them more and hopefully bring some inspiration through the lash community. Today, our special guest and fellow Lash Boss is Shayla, who most of you may recognize from Instagram as Face Escape. She's a solo artist in Miami, Florida, who is absolutely killing it out there. And she's here today to share her story with us. And I hope you guys enjoy it. So let's just jump right into it. Here is episode 14. Okay, Shayla, so tell me how you got started in the lash industry. So the way that I got started is actually a really funny story. My mom is someone that I look up to ever since I was super young. And um, she actually did nails when we were really, really small. So we came from Cuba in 1994. I was actually born in Cuba. And when we came here, my mom became a nail tech. And so ever since she became a nail tech, I was like, oh, my God, you know, I love the industry. I want to be like you when I grow up. So I want to say, like, when I was about, like, my last year in elementary school, um, my mom got, like, got me a little bit more involved. So I was, like, nine years old. And my job, my first job ever, mm-hmm. was actually designing my mom's nails, like, her clients' nails. So they would get their nails done, and I would design them. Wow, that's that's pretty cool. So I feel like um, your like Instagram, for example, is like really creative. Um, do you feel like you kind of picked that up from your mom too? My mom is not creative at all. At that's why all. she used to for yeah. Like, no, one bone in her body. She's like super. I don't know how to explain it. Like she's creative when it comes to like other things, like thinking of ideas and stuff, but not really when it comes to like art if that makes any sense I think it's a little it's a little tricky to like explain but yeah I would always tell her like oh my god that color would look so good if you do like a squiggle here or a squiggle there every day like literally every year for my birthday my favorite gift was always the same exact thing and it was you know those Crayola kits that bring like a hundred and something some are color pencils some are markers Mm -hmm. that was my birthday like my mom knew every year she got me that I was happy Oh, that's awesome. So uh, what year did you get into lashes? I actually, okay, so a little bit of a backstory of how it all happened. I used to work at Checkers while I was working, um, while I was going to school, um, getting my AA in business. Because out of high school, the first thing that I told myself was, it's an industry that I've always wanted to be in. I'm going to do it. I just want to do it and be able to have something to fall back on. Because... While I was growing up, if you were in the beauty industry, it was kind of like something to be ashamed of, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, so then I was like, OK, well, if it doesn't go the way I think it will, then I always have my business degree to fall back on. So I was actually working at Checkers for like three years until I decided to call it quit. And at the time, my girlfriend, which is now my wife, she was working as a security for this building in Miami Beach. Mm-hmm. And there was a lady who had a baby and she had a nanny. The nanny was really, really old and the baby was getting like too chubby for her to hold and stuff. That lady did lashes out of her house and I nannied for her for like about two, almost three years until she had her second baby. 
when she had her second baby, she knew that I wanted to be in the industry or whatever. And she was like, do you want to become my assistant or do you want to nanny my both babies? And I was like, well, I'd rather be your assistant because mm-hmm. it's something that I wanted to do. So then in 2015 was when she taught me in October. And then I started beauty school shortly after. And because I was a nanny, I had like a really good flexible schedule. So I went to beauty school every day, morning and night classes. I would just show up a little late for the morning classes, but the teachers, they would give me that extra hours and stuff. So I finished really fast. I finished in like almost three months. It was like two months and three weeks. Oh my goodness. Yeah, because I wanted to get it. I really did. Like I... I was like, man, like this is just something that I've been wanting to do for so long. I was like, mm-hmm. man, I'm going to finish super fast. Grow a clientele. Like it was all going to fall in my lap. That's what I thought. Yeah. So would you say that it did fall into your lap? I do feel because I work with my hands a lot. So I'm very artistic. And then I feel I would always draw and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, you know, it's going to be super easy. You know, I'm used to like, working with my hands and I'm ambidextrous. So, you know, I can use both and it'd be fine. And it's like, no, it was so hard. Um, If I was to show you a picture of my very first set, I think they're all like literally placed X's, like they're crisscrossing. It was horrible. (laughs) And for like a good month, I was like, yeah, like, I don't think this is for me. So I'm just Mm going to capital on the fact that you do lashes and I'll add to your menu. So like, That's where the word face kind of came in. Like I wanted something with the word face because I was like, I'm just going to be the esthetician that does the facials or the waxing or the this and the that. And so she was like, you just got to work at it. Just like, just give it a couple, you know, like just practice. Yeah. Because the first time we practiced on this mannequin that I literally had to hold with my knees and we didn't like gel pads didn't exist. Kind of. It was just like tape. Mm -hmm. And it was like. Uh, trying to put lash on like these freaking strip lashes it was so hard to isolate I was just like man this is not for me until I told my sister one night it was like two in the morning I was like man because I don't know why I feel super like inspired super late so I told her I was like oh just wake up and lay on the bed you can go back to sleep and I just started to lash her and by the time that I was done with the first eye I think I had cried like three times and I was like you know what I'm just gonna do it again and I'm gonna do my best on the next side and then like slowly but surely I was like okay so this is not this bad like you do Mm -hmm. just have to practice right and then I did my older sister and I was like oh this isn't bad and then I did my mom I was like okay this is not bad so then I was actually practicing the most when I was going to school I think I did lunchtime I was the lash girl that everybody went to Wow. It was like we had an hour and I would do like three girls. I'm like, let me just pop in a couple for like each of you guys. Mm-hmm. And I worked on my isolation that way. And I feel like that's when I really started to love it. Like all the different eye shapes. When I, I guess when I learned that it was a little more complex than what I thought, that's when I actually was like, oh, okay, so maybe this is for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds a lot like whenever I was first learning because I feel like in the beginning I was trying to just be really fast and just get it done. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to lay someone down and I'm just going to go as long as it takes me, but just lash by lash. And I'm going to place every lash perfectly. And that's how I started to get better um, just by doing that all the time. Um, But yeah, that's really cool. Do you, do you feel like there was anything specific that you learned while you were learning classic that really made things click for you? Yes. The fact that no one 
not no two clients can get the exact same thing and it look identical. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so if I do at the time, it was like 13, 14s all around the eye. <laughs> yeah. It should look perfect on the next person. And I just wouldn't understand what it was. And it was like, okay, it had the only thing that changes is their eye shape. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so definitely you cannot use the same thing on the next person and look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. Who did you look up to besides um, the lady that you were assisting? Who was that, by the way? So she's actually a trainer for Minkies. And the way that we were taught was you just need to be fast. Mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to look pretty. It just has to be quick. Your client wants to be in and out. So I do feel that that added a lot of pressure because I was super slow. Mm -hmm. Like the first, we didn't really work on a model. Um, I actually got to put maybe 20 lashes because I was so focused on all the small stuff versus actually applying. And I feel like that that was probably why I didn't get it at first. Yeah. But Minky's definitely trained you that you got to be quick and you, they need to be in and out. So mm-hmm. when she trained me, I, I remember going back to her and I was like, is being fast really something that I have to worry about? Like, is, and she was like, yeah. So um, her name is actually Jennifer and she's a Minky's trainer. She's actually in my same area, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Do you feel like you had any other like mentors or people who inspired you whenever you were first starting out? Well, as for inspirations, I have two. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the first one is uh, Winklash products. So when mm-hmm. I first yeah. started her at name on Instagram was Winklash products underscore Megan, right? Mm-hmm. She would post like all these tips and all these little tricks and and her sets used to look so well they look even better now but to me then they used to look so amazing and I was like bro my sets are not looking like that like why aren't they looking like that and I just remember just being so inspired by her and like her tips were so like basics but it's stuff like stuff you wouldn't think about yeah. It was like, if you, if it's hard to work from a tile, you can put like this medical tape on your hand and work from your hand. Mm-hmm. I remember trying working from my hand that did not work. But <laughs> then it was like, if the tape is getting too stuck, just fold it. So it's easier for you to lift. I'm like, oh my God, that's so simple. But I never thought of it. Yeah. And then, the, yeah. So Megan, for sure. I love, I have looked up to for a long time now. She is so sweet too. Like one of the <laughs> most humble, down to earth people ever. She's like a killer lash artist. So yeah, Yeah. she's awesome. And yeah, and even educating, like she's super good. I know like a couple people that have gotten trained by her and they love her as well too. She's amazing. Yes. Um, Who's the second one? Elena. So (laughs) I remember being on Megan's page and it's kind of like when you're on YouTube, you like watch one video and out of nowhere you're sidetracked and you're like a completely different channel, completely different person, completely different topic. Mm-hmm. So I ended up on Elena's page somehow through Megan's. And um, I just remember like, whoa, it was maybe like four months into me doing lashes and I I just saw her volume lashes and I was like, oh, my God, you can do that with lashes. What? what in the world Mm -hmm. and she would get him so full I was like bro that's impossible like how does she do this so I actually thought that she would just add lashes like more classics on top I didn't even know anything about volume and I was like I'm gonna self-teach myself so I went on a rampage and I bought like a whole bunch of products from her and started watching like a whole bunch of videos and stocked her page and then I self-taught myself volume for like eight months 
before I grew a pair and took her class. Her class was so, so pricey for me mm-hmm. in the beginning. And it's then worth it, though. it, oh my God, it totally was. Mm-hmm. But the, the lady who I was working for at the time, she was like, oh, um, why would you want to get trained again? You just got trained. And I was like, yeah, but it's a different technique. Like she wasn't for it at all. Mm-hmm. Like once I wanted to learn volume, I guess I was like overstepping on the territory, which I didn't notice until it was kind of too late. Mm-hmm. And like once the relationship ended, I was like, you know what? Then I'm just going to do it. I mean, if all of this happened, it happened for a reason. I'm just going to take Elena's class and go from there. Yeah. I remember I didn't pay my rent one month to take her class. I was like, okay, I talked to the landlord. I was like, listen, it's for a good cause. I'm going to raise my prices and I'll give it right back to you. It was crazy. Wow. And they were okay with that? Yeah. He was like, he's another one that probably, he's been like super patient with us. Mm-hmm. We were, this is the first time we've ever been on our own too. It was like our first place together. Mm-hmm. And he was super nice. Understanding. That's awesome. That's awesome. What do you feel like makes your work unique? Uh, What makes my work unique? I feel like uh, I myself, like I'm always trying new things and always playing with my clients. Like one day they'll do this and I'll be like, hey, maybe this will look better. And like they're so patient with me and they're so understanding I feel like they allow me to do whatever I want, like, which is a blessing. So I feel like my work on its own, like I make it unique. It's just different every time. There's no consistency other than like really good fans and really good placement because the style always changes. And so, yeah, I feel like always trying something new makes it unique. Like it's just different all the time. Yeah. Um, And I think your like branding is super unique too. Uh, walk me through the idea or the... Like how you came across, like, I feel like your colors are purple and like almost green, right? It's purple, teal, um, this really weird yellow, (laughs) green, and like some other kind of blue. So the way that that worked out was um, when I decided to go on my own, because like I said, I had overstepped on some territory and it got kind of like weird. The vibe was changing and stuff like that. So I was like, maybe it's time for me to go on my own. At first I thought about it and I was like, oh, I'm totally going to go on my own. And then I thought about it again and it was kind of scary. But in the end, I got an ultimatum and it was like either I sign a non-compete or pretty much I have to leave. So then when I decided to go on my own, she was going for like this Tiffany blue. Like that was the girls, the ladies brand Mm -hmm. who trained me. And then Elena was like this blue as well. And like a lot of people who I would look up to in the industry was like either blues or like pinks. And Mm -hmm. I, I really, um, I'm not a fan of the color pink. So I was like, I can't go with pink because blue just overruled the whole market. Right. Yeah. And it didn't, and then like these pinks and these stuff. And I was just like, okay, so maybe, you know, I need a color that's going to pop because I feel like my personality is just like that. My Like I'm just bold. Yeah. So I was like, let's go with purple. I've never seen anybody do purple. And I was like, let's just go with purple. And at first it was actually purple gold and gray and then I was like okay that's so girly and so subtle and I feel like mm-hmm. so I don't know it wasn't it's like Mardi Gras <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. kind of like all I was missing was the freaking green yeah <laughs> it's so true and um 
I reached out to someone and I was like, hey, you know, like I'm feeling kind of stuck when it comes to my branding. So um, I want to kind of switch it up. And she was like, okay, so tell me about yourself. So and she asked me a couple questions. She asked me where I'm from and stuff like that. And when I told her that I was Cuban, she was like, oh my God, I found this color palette from a picture that I found at a beach in Cuba, which is called Varadero. And I would love to like show it to you and you tell me if you like it. So that my color palette, it's actually called Varadero because it comes from like a picture she saw and she got those colors from there. So my pretty much my branding comes like from my background, like where I come from. I love that. That's so cool. What products could you not lash without? My 117 tweezers from Lash Makers. Oh, I love those. Yeah. Yeah. When I self taught myself. It was tweezers from Glad Lash, if I'm not mistaken. And there were L tweezers. And I remember when I took Lena's training, she gave us like this boot. And I was like, man, I just can't get it with the boot. So I had asked her, I was like, can I bring my own tweezers? And she was like, yeah, sure. Um, for the model day. And when she saw that I had like an L, she was like, oh, try these. And I loved them. Till this day, I have like, 26 pairs in my drawer. Oh my God. And she's so close. So I'll go to her shop and I'll just test them out. Cause the thing is I drop my tweezers like water. Like Mm -hmm. if anybody was to like be with me while I lash, I probably drop them like three times. And that's just in a touch up. Like I have the worst of luck. (laughs) That's awesome. I, that's the worst feeling is dropping a pair of tweezers that you love. I hate that. So what concept within the lash industry that is controversial do you want to speak on? I want to say the fact that a lot of people in the industry claim that they want to see you grow, but they truly don't want to see you succeed. Because I had this happen to me where, you know, I was helped and mentored for a while. And then out of nowhere was like, well, you're getting too busy. Let's put a restraint on it or something like that. And I see it happen all the time where people will be like, oh my God, you're so amazing. And then behind people's back, just go and talk so much. Like it just needs to stop. Mm -hmm. Honestly, like if we were just to, I'm not saying that we need to hold our hands and sing Kumbaya, but I like, honestly, don't lift someone up just to get credit honestly like it's just something that people do for the likes or to put a couple dollars in their pocket just do it because you believe in yourself enough to better other people's lives because Mm -hmm. yeah I feel like that's oh my god and if I can add another one yeah the word refills like when clients come in to get touch-ups and stuff when you call it a refill I feel like it sounds like an end like an empty cup at McDonald's. I need a refill. Like, yeah. So I feel like clients expect that they can come with nothing and then you're still able to get them all the way back up. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's a touch up. Like you still need to have a certain amount in order for me to call it a, a refill, quote unquote. Right. Yeah. You know, so we call them fills and um, there was only one time where it actually caused an issue with a client where she didn't come back with at least 50%, which we ask for. Um, And so I guess, you know, the artist only got her to like say 80% and the the client wrote me an email and said, um, she was like, this is the definition of a fill. And it was 
to fill something all the way up to the top or, or something like that. And she was like, are we clear on that definition? And I was like blown away at the way that she wrote this email. It was just very every, I don't know, just very negative. And I was like, hmm, maybe we should <laughs> change the name of what we call our fills because of that reason. So yeah, I, I actually agree with you. It, it does. It's a little misleading. Yeah. <laughs> That's horrible that she sent you that email, but in my mind, when someone says, oh, I need to go get a refill, I'm thinking like you have nothing and you're going to go and fill it all the way up too. Right. Either not that, that I would write an email or something like that, but yeah. a lot of clients are just not educated yeah, on everything a, lashes. Totally. So to just like clear up any confusion, it just should be, or at least it just should be talked about at the first appointment, like what a fill actually is. And we try to do that to every single person that's actually included in our consultation. We talk about what a fill is and like expectations and stuff. But I don't know if that was missed on her first appointment. I I don't know. But I agree with you there. Um, So what does a typical day look like for you? How many hours do you lash and and everything? So like I like to tell people now I'm trying to get a little bougie Mm -hmm. when it comes to my time and my clients because it's true what a lot of trainers say in their training, you don't need every single client. So in the beginning, I would call myself a meat market because it was just dropping bodies left and right for free. It was just free this, free that. Just come in and I got you. Don't worry. I would do a lot of refills from zero to like 100%. And it was just horrible up until I want to say like last year. It's about to be a year when I took Maven's class. Um, I took the face study class mm-hmm. and that kind of elevates the artistry level of lashes to like a thousand percent. The fact that you can sit there and have an actual consultations because I did not believe in consultations before like at all. I was like, they're a complete waste of time. And then that's pretty much why I was getting the clients that I was getting and there was no expectations set. So I was working crazy amount of hours like I remember one day it was from eight to one in the morning and I had clients at my house and I would drive to clients too it was horrible so now I'm trying to just capitalize on taking four clients max a day pretty much when I start till I finish I like to do at least two hours per client whether um, if they're fills and then like at least three to four hours if I have like a full set that day Mm mm-hmm I don't want to, yeah, so I'm pretty much averaging out, like, I want to say five hours to six to seven hours a day. It really just depends on the schedule, but I don't want to work more than that. I'm just trying to yeah, hone in and just be specific with who I want right. to bring into the business. Yeah, because I'm trying to get a little more picky with my people. Do you have a, like, morning or evening routine that helps you, like, stay on track? Honestly, When it comes to like routines and stuff, I'm horrible. I'm not a routine person. The only thing I probably do every morning and every night would be brush my teeth every morning and shower every night. Probably the only routine I have because sometimes I don't even eat or I'll eat at random times. Like I have no routine. I'm horrible when it comes to that. Mm -hmm. That's okay. I feel like you're either one or the other and whatever works for you. There's no in between. It's usually someone who's like really strict with their schedule or someone who's like all over the place. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's true. Do you listen to any podcasts or do you like to read or anything? I do like to read, but I feel like now working because 
right now we're working on a little project and it's taking up so much time and we just moved location. So trying to get this all nice and squared off has been taking up so much of my time. Mm-hmm. I pretty much just stick to audiobooks from now on. I think it's so easy. And especially when I'm working, I'll just put the radio on for my clients and I'll just listen to a book or a podcast. Mm-hmm. There's so many. Do you have any favorites? I probably would say um, the Influencer podcast by Julie Solomon. And I feel like everybody loves this one too. The Gold Digger podcast by Jenna Kutcher. I love Dave Ramsey yes. too. Uh-huh. And then I listen to some mystery podcasts. <laughs> Yeah, That's like, so funny. I can't tell you how many people say that. Like they love like murder podcasts or like the yes, crime ones. It's, it's creepy, so funny. But I, it's so good. I feel like there must be like a parallel between like being an entrepreneur or being creative and being into that stuff. I'm not into it, but I feel like so many people I interview are into that. A lot so. of, well, it's either that or self-development anything. Yeah. I'll yeah, listen yeah. to it. Yeah, it's so weird. I don't know why, but they get you so hooked. <laughs> I agree. So let's see. Do you have any hobbies or passions outside of doing lashes? This is a sad answer, but <laughs> not re- not really. <laughs> I feel like lashes have taken over my whole entire life. I know. It's like if I'm not doing a client, I'm like, um, thinking about taking a course. If I'm not taking a course, then I'm like, you know, talking to someone on social media about lashes. It's, it's ridiculous. The thing is with lashes, with this industry, it fulfills so many parts of our lives because we get really close connections with our clients. So it's almost like you're hanging out with your friends. You get it's to, so you get to kind of dive into like the artsy parts of your brain. Um, and then of course you're making money. So, I think a lot of a lot of times, like just doing lashes can fulfill your life. But um, do you did you have to ever like give anything up in order to um, dedicate your life to lashes? Or is there anything that you wish that you would be doing right now? I haven't had to give anything up for lashes. Um, well, I'm lying. Actually, before I started doing lashes, I was, like I said, I was a nanny mm-hmm. for the lady who trained me. And I was obsessed with her kids. Like, they were my my little best friends. And then having to give, pretty much give up taking care of them in order to do lashes was a little sad in the beginning. But, I mean, you get used to it because it's kind of true. Doing lashes does fulfill little specifics here and there and it's yeah. I, I like I feel fulfilled I don't feel like lonely or anything because all I do is lashes yeah but yeah what do you think you'd be doing if you weren't in the lash industry I would probably be either a photographer or just I don't know probably painting murals somewhere in Wynwood do you use a camera for your lash pictures or do you use your phone Oh my God, I get this question a lot on my social media. I use my phone. I have a Samsung Note 9. Um, oh. Is it a 9? It's a 9 or an 8. I don't know. But yeah, I use my phone. I don't use no cameras at all. Okay. What kind of lighting do you use in your studio? Most of the pictures that I take, if you don't see the ring around their eyes, it's the closest I can possibly get to a window. I've actually taken clients outside to take lash pictures. 
Oh my gosh. Do you feel like yeah. uh, you prefer the natural light or do you prefer the ring light? I prefer natural light. And especially if you can do it probably like in a building where you have like a really, because right now we have two really big windows in the suite where we're in right now. Mm-hmm. And if you take them directly outside, sometimes it's hard for them to open up their eyes. But I would take like closed eyed pictures outside. But in here, it's like perfect because the sun is not beaming in their eyes, but you're still getting that natural light. It's perfect. Right. I love natural light. Yeah. Even for product pictures, I would probably go outside and take a couple pictures. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. I've never tried natural light, but I feel like someone else has said that to me too, to try that. So I might have to try that. It's harder to control, but you should definitely, yeah, you should get either that or I suggest people getting like soft boxes for some reason. I feel like soft boxes are like amazing. Okay. So what things, like what projects are you working on now? Like where do you see uh, Face Escape going in the next few years? So Face Escape. Okay. So I definitely do see us growing. Us, by us, I mean we. I mean me. (laughs) I do see Face Escape growing to the point where um, I don't want to have employees, if that makes sense. I would Mm -hmm. just have, I would like a space where we can like, co-share and have people rent for me kind of thing mm-hmm. but we're definitely going to take a couple trips this and next year that's going to be amazing and I actually am working on a little passion project that um grew pretty much from curiosity mm-hmm. and I just want to pretty much feed curiosity for a lot of people a lot of people see a lot of brands and, you know, would like to try it out, but don't really want to because it might not work out and stuff like that. So we're working on something and nice. I hope to launch it by wintertime. Yeah. Wintertime. So fun. Um, yes. So is your wife pretty involved with your work? Does she help you a lot with um, like social media or planning or anything? Yeah. She actually might kill me when this airs and she, just heard me say we is actually me she will kill me um face escape does consist of two people one is a lash artist and the other one i just like to call her my lifesaver for anything 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 because like i said i'm a hot mess Mm -hmm. she's always there like even if it's oh my god i forgot to buy tape and i need tape for my next client in five minutes she's like are you serious (laughs) she'll go and get it Wow. Do you do her lashes? No, yeah, right. So she actually, her eye is actually pretty famous in the lash industry. So Elena uses her for a model. Well, used to use her for a model. She's like completely over it. And she doesn't even let me use her as a model anymore. She's like, no, I'm just done. Ah. Yeah, because she doesn't keep them on. So she allows you to do one eye and then you have to remove it after. And it kind of hurts, man. You do this really pretty set and then she makes you remove it. I'm just like, oh my God, what? Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Okay. So last question, do you have a motto or any words that you live by day to day? Oh my God. Yes. So if nothing, nothing changes, if nothing changes. Hmm. Yes. So I'm a type of person I'm probably the worst person to talk to if you need advice because I'm the like do it for yourself forget about everybody else kind of person Mm -hmm. I actually had somebody reach out and say like I really want to get into this lash industry stuff like I really just want to do it 100% but I still have a day job and I'm just like no do it for like just quit your day job nothing's gonna change if you don't change it 
So yeah, I always say that and I swear I live by that. If you're not happy with something right now, just freaking change it. Just change it. It's that easy. A lot of people are like, oh, it's not easy. It is. It wow. really just starts with you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good one. I agree with that. I like that one. All right. So thank you so much for tuning in for episode 14 with Shayla. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. And you can actually follow her work on Instagram under Face Escape. I will put the spelling in the show notes for you. Also, come let me know what you thought of this episode. Just Lash Boss Radio on Facebook and Instagram. And I will be back with episode 15 very soon. Thank you, guys.